0: What's up, fam? Welcome to the Messy Action Podcast, where I plan to teach you to use messy action to finally level up in all aspects of your life. We will be talking all things health and fitness, business, relationships, and more. I'm your host, Courtney Lombardo. Now let's get into the show. What? What's up fam. Welcome back to the messy action podcast. We got a little short clip here today from a Facebook live that coach Addy and I hosted together last week. This is such a fire live that I was like, this needs to be a podcast. This needs to stay somewhere forever because I honestly get a lot of questions as to like why I went from in-person personal training to online coaching. And besides the obvious fact that it allows the coach to have more freedom, there actually is a lot more to the differences between the two types of coaching, um, training, whatever you want to call it. So that's kind of what we get into today. I promise that this is not pushed towards online coaching. We talk about the cons of online coaching as well. Things Addie and I wish we could change things we're trying to change. And I think it's just a very open conversation. So if you are someone who is currently looking for some sort of coaching or personal training, this episode is probably for you to make that decision. Anyways, I hope you enjoy it and let's get into the Facebook Live. Well, we're going to talk about the difference between online coaching and in person coaching because you do both right now. I no longer do both, I just do online coaching and they're both good guys. Like, we're not here to bash on either. Um, But we're just here to kind of talk about pros and cons of both. So yeah, this is kind of niche to someone who is maybe thinking about one or the other, and trying to battle with that decision. Um, So if you're someone who has been looking for a coach, maybe you are going to look for one in the future. This conversation is kind of geared towards you. Um, So yeah, hopefully you find it kind of interesting. So with in-person coaching, I used to be an in-person coach or trainer. I don't, I don't know what they call them anymore these days. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was really fun, and honestly, some days I really miss it. Um, mm-hmm. but let's kind of like hash out pros and cons of in-person, and then we can like end with online.
1: Yeah. Um, I love in-person training. Um, I love like actually getting to actually have like an hour, you know once twice even three times a week with my person like you get to build such this like special connection with that person um and it's honestly like when you're learning form or something like that it just anything is going to be easier in person because you can show them your face to face like you can actually move their body um so i i do really like that um but it's not like a hundred percent necessary that's why we do form checks online um It's really cool too, because it really does hold you accountable. If you set like an appointment with somebody, you got to go, you know what I mean? Especially if, um, if you are a coach that says, Hey, you have to pay for your, all your sessions up front because it holds you accountable. That's what I do. Um, because otherwise people will be like, Oh, I don't need to go today. You know, but it's like, no, you already paid for it. You're going to go. Right. Right. so I think that's a big piece of it. Um, and some people just like being in person one-on-one with somebody, especially if they're new to a gym space. Um, I think that that's a benefit to it as well. gives them a, a sense of comfort to have someone else there with them.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like you, I think like you covered all the pros. Um, I can't think of anything outside of that. I mean, obviously, yes, it's going to get you to the gym. Um, whereas an online coach can't do that. We can't hold your hand and make sure that, hey, you showed up, like thumbs up, let's go, girlfriend. Um, the tactical cues as a coach is really nice to have that like hands on and not a creepy way, but like showing you truly, <laughs> showing you truly how to perform that movement that could expedite that. That hump, right? Obviously, that is very difficult to do online. um during our pros with online, we can absolutely talk about how we are trying to overcome that. um But of course, in person is just you know that's the basis. That's if you're really first getting started, and you do not know how to or the proprioception of your body or how to move it or anything. Probably not a bad place to
1: start. I mean, also is making sure that you are like pushing yourself to the correct, you know, degree, the correct intensity. It's a lot easier to do in person. Um, when you have somebody saying, no, that looks a little, yeah, that maybe looks a little too difficult for like the stimulus that we're trying to target. Or, you know, I think that we could go a little bit heavier. We could go a little bit, um, higher in reps, a little bit less rest, et cetera. Um, definitely easier to do in person than online. 100%
0: agree. Um, I mean, that's always something we have to talk to our clients about, right? There has to be like mad education around progressing themselves because we're not there. We can't pick and choose their weights. Like we don't know what we don't know sort of thing. So I totally agree. Um, cons of in-person training.
1: Um, I definitely think that it's like a less all inclusive thing because usually you're paying somebody just to see you those, like how many days a week and how many hours, whatnot. Um, so definitely you can still be doing the whole, um, nutrition and, you know, outside workouts besides the in-person sessions. Um, but typically at least for the clients that I see when they see me two or three times a week, like those are their workouts. Right. Um they're probably not gonna come on their own. Um, And usually they're not doing nutrition as well in person. So I definitely think that online is a more all-inclusive space than in person. Not to say that it can't be done or people don't do it or people don't want it, but you're usually gonna find the all-inclusive package online rather than in person.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Obviously that's honestly why I made the shift to being an online coach because you just feel very restricted as a coach. Typically when you're an in-person personal trainer, you're working under a gym most of the time. That's not always the case. Like people have their own private gyms. They do with what they want, but typically there is just kind of a limiting barrier where it's like, well, I can't continue to contact you outside of this because to be very transparent, like they're not paying for it sort of thing. So for me, it was always the extent of even when I had my own in-person personal trainer or when I was, it's like you try to educate in between sets being like, hey, you should work on getting more protein in your diet, like do this, that or the other. But there, there's a lack of specificity
1: outside of the gym. Right. Um, Not to get like into like the financial bit of it, too, is that, you know, it costs to pay for like each session and. Um, when you see a client for those sessions and they want to work out other days, but they want you to program, it's like, well, you know, that's going to be a separate thing. Nutrition is a separate thing. Um, so like I said, it can happen and people do want it sometimes, but when you're in person, you do have to like separate the two a little bit. Um, people don't always, aren't always interested in, in that. So, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they see the price tag behind it because to me, like, you're right, like in-person training most of the time if you want that all-inclusive experience is gonna cost you more 100 percent like online is just a little bit more cost effective which I think is a hot take because I think a lot of people don't think that I think they think that online coaching because it does offer this one-on-one like experience they think it's gonna be more but like you said you pay per session and then if you want a program outside of that and then you want nutrition like those are all Kind of right. add I they have to deal with with in person,
1: right? And you know, not to say that either one is cheap. It's not cheap. If you get a good and qualified coach, it's not cheap. It shouldn't be cheap. We have so much education, um, and practice, and you know, continued like work, gaining more education and knowledge, um, but. Yeah, I think the price is definitely going to vary between the two. Online is usually going to be like you get the biggest bang for your buck because somebody's not actually driving to a location, spending an hour of their time just with you one on one, and then putting more programming or nutrition stuff in for you outside of those hours. So right. that does add up very quickly for sure. Where online, you're going to get probably more of a little of a bundle type deal, um, than in person. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Um, I guess the last con I could kind of think of is just the dependency that one could create on an in-person personal trainer. Um, because you do go to them and they basically run you through your workout and they're like, okay, cool. See you next time. Right. And those sessions kind of add up. And again, if you get more advanced or whatever, you want to go more, then you start having to pay more, but then eventually you're like, well, maybe I don't want to pay for this anymore, but then there's that dependency, right? It's like, well, can I hold myself accountable? Do I know how to program myself? Do I know all these different things? Because an in-person personal trainer, again, only has the extent of that rest time to explain to you other things outside of that, that you would kind of build in your knowledge bank. So
1: I think that there is a larger dependency on an in-person trainer. I think um, just as a whole, like we kind of determined that it's, more restrictive or restricting as yeah. you know, a client and a coach both sides
0: agreed there's just limiting barriers 100 percent. um so online training now is kind of where I have fully stepped into you're kind of getting your feet wet into it um since you're a little bit newer and fresher like what are the things that you are like loving about online training versus your in-person
1: I mean the reason that I wanted to you know, I'm sure you can relate to this as well. The reason that a lot of us get into it is that it is a full, well-rounded program. We get to look at your steps. We get to look at your nutrition, your water, um, your workouts. And not only are we just doing like a couple workouts for you, we can actually program like all of your workouts to make sure that you are getting again, well-rounded workouts and well-rounded programming, um, so I really enjoyed that a lot. I think it's very, very helpful. And I think if done correctly, you know, and protocols are followed all the way through, I think progress can be, um, you know, expedited a little bit.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, For m- the majority of my clients, I see significantly better results being able to do all those things. But I mean, to your point, obviously, there's there's always the difficulty of getting consistent with having these protocols in your life. And, you know, we try to make them as manageable and like for you as possible, but we're human. There's the human experience as well. Um, Other pros I think is like, obviously we do get the ability to still check in with them throughout the week. You know, I'm messaging my clients if they want to be, I'm not going to force them to message me every day, but we can be messaging every day. And I don't know about you, but when I was an in-person like coach, like that, that was not the case. They did not message me outside of our sessions. It kind of just was like,
1: not technically allowed, honestly. Right. I mean, and I, I work in a space where I can message my clients, um, my personal one-on-one clients. It's not necessarily the case with like my, my senior class. Um, but with my personal one-on-one clients, I can, we can chat as much as they, as what as much as we want, because I'm an independent contractor. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's really not usually the case because we're talking and we're going through the workouts when we're together during the week. And besides that, there's really not a whole lot of need for it
0: right and honestly like i'm sure that there's a solid kind of boundary because they aren't paying for your time outside of that to ask for your advice and stuff and not that you don't want to help and don't love them but it's like we we do need to be paid what we are worth as well at the same time 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 is of the essence (laughs) um but anyways other pros um I like the education portion of it like that was kind of the, one of the first things i did when i built everything was building that google classroom and just wanting to have like an absolute vault of information for the girls to be able to go to and be like well these are my trusted coaches like I know that they're helping me with my protocol. So I also know that if they're to make a PowerPoint or a group call or whatever, like that's also trusted information. The hugest or the hugest it's not a freaking word. The biggest issue in society right now, I feel like is just social media in general, the way it has blown up about the health and fitness industry is absolutely overwhelming. Like if I had started in this generation with everything, I would be on TikTok being like, oh, intermittent fasting is what I do. Oh, no, it's not. That's not what I do. I need more protein. No, I don't. You know, it's just like so back and forth that it's like, who do you trust? What do I follow? So it's giving them that place to be like, these are your coaches, but here's also their education.
1: Right. It's, it can be to your point, it is so confusing to know what information is good, what information is bad, what, you know, the difference between certain things are why one's good why one's bad why something's gonna work for you versus you know not it's it's so confusing but if you have you know information right there in front of you that you know i can just go follow this and i'm just gonna put my head you know in this book right here and just follow this and not worry about anything else i think it's so helpful
0: Yeah. And then again, to our last point in in in-person, it kind of allows for that independence in your journey. Eventually, Um, we kind of recognize, obviously, they hired us for a reason to work with them and to get them the knowledge. But the goal is to make them independent, to make them allowed to do these things on their own and understand how to program, how to look at their macros, how to make those adjustments. And I feel like that's the next level where it's like you're investing in pretty much a course like a learning, like this is like a class that you're in to learn, but not a class that you need to stay in for the rest of your life. Cause I feel like that's kind of where group fitness and in-person training kind of keeps you for a little bit. It's not always the case. This is not a blanket statement
1: conversation. Um, but often. Yeah. I, I always, always, always tell my clients, like, if you want to train with me forever, I would love that. I would love to have you, but I don't want you to feel like that dependency. I don't want you, you to feel like you have to, I want at some point you to feel comfortable enough to go into a gym by yourself and be able to make your own plan and be able to know, like, I'm doing this movement correctly. Um, just have that confidence and comfortability with it where, you know, I think you really, really learn that through online coaching. Cause we're not there with you to like help you. So you have to learn through that and grow through that yourself, which right. definitely is, it's hard. Like that's a, it's a pro and a con of, you know, in-person training is that you don't ever have that like unknowingness when you go into the gym. Mm-hmm. um, But, you know, it's a little bit harder to go into the gym by yourself later on where- yeah coaching you start there from the get like that's where you build
0: right I completely agree I think it's a con um there are like cons with online coaching guys and we would never like sit here and lie about them however we've implemented things to kind of reduce that hump um because like we've noticed our limiting barriers to helping you guys out and getting results and everything and I think a lot of people like to stereotype like online coaching is only for intermediate or advanced athletes and beginners go to in-person at first. And I just don't completely agree with it. I think it depends on the person and their personality because if that person is a beginner, but they're shy AF, they're literally unwilling to hire an in-person trainer. And like, they don't want anyone to watch them work out. Like either they're going to be stuck in their own like fear and whatever, or they could hire an online coach and do really well, honestly, do
1: better than they would have in the in-person situation. And I think when you, you know, it's different when you have an online coach that has just like a program that you hop on um, versus an actual one-on-one in online Mm -hmm. coach. Um, You actually get customized workouts from the level that you are starting at personally. So we designed that for you, where you are, um, and we kind of modify anything that, like, anything that you need modified, or we need to, you know, take a step back from, or we need to bump forward a little bit, progress, regress, whatever you need, we kind of make it, you know, not kind of, we make it for you, we make it fit you and right. your life, and where you are, so whether that's going into the gym, and you're brand new, haven't stepped foot in a gym before, And we're just hopping on machines for your workouts. It's getting that comfortability, like learning where everything is in the gym, learning, you know, we're not quite there on certain movement patterns, but that's why we have a machine to guide you through it. Um, And just learning how to be in a gym. So, you know, if you're a beginner, that's probably where where you'll start and it takes a lot of like the overwhelm out of it
0: yeah 100 percent. it's literally what you're saying is like meet them with where they are that is what we always aim to do so like we've had people start with like like at home training like and we're like well, well we'll build you out of there right so we get them in the at home training and then eventually get them to the gym that could be their progression um building up their confidence and i think that that's something that we've done a really good job at Um, and again, it's just kind of recognizing that person's personality and then morphing it to them.
1: Totally. Um, and at gym workouts are great. Um, you know, if you have an at home gym, it's can work, but, and that's not what we're saying at all, but, um, you know, you're going to tend to progress. We always like to push them out. (laughs) Progress faster when you have more resources, which is what a gym is going to give you. So that's kind of why we like to push people out of that a little bit.
0: Right. And just like, depending on the situation, right? If it's literally just like a mom at home, that's like, I won't foresee myself going to the gym for a while. Cool. We're not going to push that button then. But if it is someone who is not going to the gym, maybe out of fear or just like uncomfortability, then it's like, we'll grow that. We can absolutely grow out of that. Um, another con with online training is going to go back to our form checks, <laughs> but we've recently been working on this, so we're pretty excited about our new system. But it has been it it, it is difficult, right? Because we'll still get clients online who are fearful not only of entering the gym at first, but videotaping themselves, and that's a hundred percent understandable. I was literally there at the beginning, like. Do not want to film myself. And I didn't need to, right? I didn't have a coach in the beginning, but I kind of was watching all the Instagram girlies. and I was like, I would like to do that. So I'd like hide it, like the worst angle ever to get my videos. Um, But I've been there. So I get it. Wait, what?
1: Bone propped up against the water bottle. That's good.
0: The- Still so oh. to this day, honestly, to this day, if I feel weird at the gym or something or like, I have a bad day or something I'll do that still
1: no like I use that probably more than I use like the actual tripod because it's just easy like you just do it in a pinch it's right there you can just move it really quick right it's not noticeable it just kind of looks like maybe you're just putting your stuff down and honestly we're in such a generation of online coaching that it's like
0: not weird. It's really not. We're always in our own heads about it. But this is a con at the beginning, because it sometimes can take a while to build up their confidence. So then
1: we don't really see their movement patterns for a minute. Yeah, it can be very uncomfortable. And I think that's so valid, especially if you are somebody who's newer in the gym. But I do always tell my clients, like, people are so much more involved in themselves that they're probably not noticing you filming and if they're noticing you filming and they're judging you for it like that's their own problem because they're you are clearly way more involved and connected to your um journey than they are because they're paying more attention to you than they are their own workout 100 percent,
0: 100 percent. but
1: sometimes it takes a while to learn it definitely um, takes and it's just it's hard to see yourself on camera sometimes that's just like that's just the truth. Yeah. And especially
0: because typically when you come into coaching, like you're in a very vulnerable state. Um, Even I, I hired a coach this last like year. I was in a very vulnerable state. I was like, I feel discombobulated, this, that, or the other. You just aren't feeling yourself. So on top of that, having to film yourself, it can all be really tough. But we did recently, and we've kind of been doing this, but we've really solidified it recently, Um, our movement assessment, because I was picking my own brain. When I was back in the day, when I was doing my in-person personal training, the first session I had with that client was just that, was just a movement assessment. We went to a smaller room, no one else was there, and we just saw bare minimum basic foundational movements from them. And it would just take notes on like where they're sitting, like what is their mobility like, imbalances, strengths, weaknesses, all those things. Um, So that's something we brought to Rise Transformations very recently. And we kind of created a system where We'll be able to go back and reflect with them, seeing where things have improved. And that is something we're really proud of recently because that is hard. It's really hard to do on online coaching. So I feel like that does now kind of
1: separate us. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's gonna allow us like periodically, you know, and in specific, like every six weeks to check in on how somebody is doing because six weeks, you can see a lot of progress. And it's, for one, it's really cool to see But it also allows us to figure out what our next steps are like what are the little pieces that are missing in your program um or you know things that we just have glanced over and need more of and all that you know specific stuff that goes into building a movement pattern
0: yeah it gets lost in the sauce a lot of the times when when we initially look at someone Sometimes we don't always go back and reflect, but now that we have that system, it's going to be super dope. And specifically for the people we work with, like former athletes, uh, there's so many things to be said at this time, but there's a little bit of an ego with a former athlete, right? We've done our group training back in our high school days or whatever. So we don't feel like our form needs fixing, but everyone's form needs fixing always. Like mine needs fixing. Sure, Addie's needs fixing. Everyone's.
1: (laughs) I mean- Yeah. I mean, you could be an Olympic level athlete and still not have perfect form. Like that's why there are coaches for everyone. You know, that's why there are always, there's always a higher level coach than where you are, because there's always fixing regardless of what it is, regardless what your level is. Right.
0: And former athletes also typically have this yearn to kind of do it on their own. So they're looking at YouTube videos, TikToks, Instagrams, all the things. And how that person's body is moving through that movement is maybe not how your body needs to. Everyone's body moves optimally differently. And that was something I learned, honestly, as a coach. That was a big thing is when I first started learning like the squat pattern or the hinge or whatever, I would just kind of blanket statement. So I would try to do like a six foot person squatting the same as a five, three person. And then eventually I was like, Oh, wait a minute. They, their literal biomechanics are not allowing them to squat this very generic way.
1: That's like the rule. It's so outdated now. And I don't really think it's even taught in college anymore. I wasn't taught for me in my program. Um, but I have talked to some Older people that it was taught for them, and they they took the same, they were in the same exact program as I was. Um, but like that, when you squat, your knees can't go over your toes, and your body needs to be completely upright. As- and, um, for somebody like myself that has very long shins and very long femurs and a short torso, that is not happening. <laughs> <You laughs> I'm not get yeah. doing that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's different to have all these different body mechanics. And I think going on, like we have so many, we have such a wide variety of athletes of different sports. And Mm -hmm. so your movement standard from sport to sport is going to be very different and it's not always going to be what is going to be the most beneficial for your goal in specific. So while you might be, you know, I don't know, a soccer player and your athletic stance, you know, athletic stance remains the same pretty much among all sports, but you might want something very specific in positioning in soccer. And then you come and do our program. And it's like, well, that's probably not going to be the biggest, give you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of your goal of building muscle or building strength. So I think, you know, the ego is a thing because we all you know we're like but i'm an athlete i know what i'm doing yes you do in your sport but not necessarily when you come here outside
0: of it right and now they're in the time where they get to build their body aesthetically like you get to kind of pick and choose what you want to grow and not to say we're spot reducing or doing any of the pinterest shit it's not what we're doing, but <laughs> you can specify what you're looking for. And for your example, like a soccer player, cause I was a soccer player. I can attest like when I was going to training and everything, yes, they were focusing on speed dynamics and all that. But outside of that, they really wanted to develop your quads, like your legs. Right. So I had no idea how to activate and engage my glutes. So leaving sports, like my glutes are nothing. They were flat as heck. And okay. not to mention aesthetically, they were flat. They just didn't functionally help out the rest of my body. So it, then I started to see kind of this trickle effect of, oh, now my knees hurt, my hips are bad, and my calves are bad. and Oh, I got Achilles tendonitis because I didn't know how to activate my glutes.
1: posterior was lacking because the sport that you were in wasn't needing that at the time. Right. But now
0: we're in the season of how do we activate everything for your
1: functionality for life yeah functionality and I mean you get to be functional and look good too like aesthetics. yeah
0: we all know we want to build that peach like come on
1: that's like literally most of the time when my girls come in I'm like what are your big goals and they're like but big, big booty you know like I would say probably nine out of ten that's the goal and I'm like <laughs> honestly I'm For it,
0: yeah booty and snatched waist where I'm like okay we gotta we gotta do some magic here. Yeah. We gotta do some magic. Anyways, um, you can get to kinda of tell guys, Addie and I have been riffing off about this whole form thing recently because it is a really cool hump to kind of cross over because it's been such a pain point for online coaches for so long. So we just turned a con into
1: a pro. Let's go. <laughs> and that's on our new system that we just designed. <laughs> um, more to come on that, fam. All right, all right, all right.
0: Well, if you made it this far, we can only assume that you are probably someone that is looking for coaching of some sort, whether that is in person or online. So we hope that this episode just brought you the clarity you were looking for and just some sheer education. Okay. Um, in this episode, we did talk about a little bit of something we're so proud of because we have recently overcome a hump that online coaches are presented with, which is form audits and being able to help correct a client's form in person. This is one of the biggest things that we struggle with, and that was mentioned in the episode. And recently, Rise Transformations is extremely proud. To present to y'all our newest system, our system for form audit and movement assessment. This is something we are bringing to our personal clients, and we now want to bring to you. Surprise to see making it to the end of the episodes. It's always worth it. It's always worth it. Okay, this actually does not launch until Monday. We are going to open it to the public for just three days. Now you are getting it five days ahead of time. So you have the opportunity to get your own movement assessment done by me and coach Addy. So what that's going to look like is I need you to message me on Instagram at CBardoFit, form audit, form audit once you message me that i will know to get you set up for success and to get a movement screening rolling for you this is a full-on one-on-one situation you are going to be sending us videos and we are going to help correct and reflect on where you're kind of at and just give you tips and tricks so if you're someone who has never been audited on your form or gotten those cues or things individually for you this is absolutely for you and did i mention this is free f-r-e-e free we're so hype about this new assessment that we want to offer it to you guys but it is only open for a very short time period so again if you are interested message me on instagram at c bardo c-b-a-r-d-o fit and message me form audit and we will get you going dude. That is it. Thank you for joining us again on the Messy Action Podcast. I will leave you like I do every single time, and that is to take some messy action in your life. Go get it, friends.